This is the World War II Radio Podcast. A date which will live in infamy. This is London. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. Go ahead, Berlin. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Welcome to the World War II Radio Podcast. Today we have the Liberty Production Rally, saluting those serving in the armed forces as well as the citizens at home, providing them with much-needed weapons and supplies. This first aired over the Mutual Network on July 3rd, 1942. The World War II Radio Podcast is a Brick Pickle Media production. If you like the show, we hope you'll leave feedback on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. You can also support the show by clicking on the link in the show notes and offering your financial support. Your donations helps to continue to produce the podcast, and thanks to those of you who have already donated. So thanks for listening. Enjoy today's episode of the World War II Radio Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. From the soldiers of the sky at the Statue of Liberty, to the soldiers of production at the Machines of Liberty... A radio salute. gigantic Liberty Production Rally. Well, because this is a radio thank you from the men who use the stuff to the men and women who make the stuff. This is Harry Carlson speaking for the WOR Special Features Division, bringing you this broadcast over the mutual network from the base of the Statue of Liberty in New York Harbor to WOR Shortwave Facilities, WBAM. 
Believe me, what I'm looking at is a sight that would bring out a million goosebumps on the spine of every niece and nephew of Uncle Sam. Right in front of me is the biggest victory V I've ever laid eyes on. It's a giant human V, made up of representatives of both labor and management. It characterizes the unity of spirit on the production line so vital to our country's ultimate triumph. At the point of this human V is a speaker's platform located in the center of a huge bombardier's Air Force's wing. There's good reason for this, too, because the wing is made up of officers and enlisted men of the Army Air Forces. The guest of honor and principal speaker is Colonel Roy M. Jones, supervisor of the Air Forces, Eastern Procurement District. This impressive ceremony has been arranged for the workers in several thousand war industry plants from Maine to Florida. It's a message of warm thanks to you hundreds of thousands of people who are working day and night by your hands to give us the stuff to treat them rough. During this program, you workers are going to hear the voices of other workers, all important links in this endless chain of production. And for just a moment, while we're waiting for all the ears of all the workers, let's hear again from the Second Corps Area Band. are shooting this along from Bedloe's Island in New York Harbor. We're all set and ready, so we introduce an officer from the U.S. Army Headquarters Services of Supply, Captain Clennon J. Bishop. Fellow soldiers, the Army calls you fellow soldiers, and that is exactly what you are. Without you, we would be an army without arms, and if that happened, you would be workers in chains, axes, slaves in chains. Together we make a team. An all-American team to lick the pants off Hitler and sink the Japs so deep in the Pacific Ocean that they will never come up. It is you workers who oil the machines of liberty with the sweat of your brows. That is why we have chosen to broadcast today from the Statue of Liberty, that symbol of friendship from the workers of the Republic of France. Those bruised and beaten workers look to you for help because it will be the workers of America who will hack away those filthy and humiliating chains from their wrists. When we win our battle, they will work again in peace and freedom. Yes, you are fellow soldiers in every sense of the term. That is why I know you will be inspired by the words of another soldier, one who has served his country faithfully for the past 30 years, a man who has won the admiration and affection of all who have known him both in civil and military life. 
Colonel Roy M. Jones of the United States Army Air Forces. I address you, fellow Americans, from the unshackled feet of the Statue of Liberty, symbol of justice and freedom for all men. Securely fastened to the base of this shrine of freedom is a bronze tablet from which I quote in part, not like the brazen giant of Greek fame with conquering limbs astride from land to land, here at our sea-washed sunset gate shall stand a mighty woman with a torch whose flame is the imprisoned lightning. Now we have released that lightning, which will destroy the brazen military might of those gangster nations who would tear down this goddess of liberty and enslave the entire world as they have enslaved the noble people of France. This one free country which presented us with its heroic stature, and to quote further from the inscription, whose huddled masses are yearning to breathe free. Now the lightning of liberty is released. Now this American-made lightning, forged in the practice of the nation, is striking from the air, is striking on the land, and striking on the sea. More and more of this lightning is being generated every day in plants throughout America. Figures made public by our president last Thursday reveal that the 1942 goal of 60,000 planes, 45,000 tanks, 20,000 machine guns, and 8 million tons of shipping is in sight. You produced nearly 4,000 planes last month, and while you were producing them, the Air Forces were training crews to fight in them. In the Air Force plants to which I am speaking, many of you soldiers of the production line are the mothers, the fathers, the wives, the brothers, and the sisters or the sweethearts of our soldiers of the sky. When your men wing their way in American-made bombers towards an enemy objective, when our fighter planes duel with the enemy in a life or death struggle, you are with them in spirit. You fly with them, not only because the pilot, the bombardier, the navigator, the gunner may be your man, but because the plane upon which your loved one depends is a product of your hands and skill. The navigator carrying your picture nearest his heart may be using the very instrument in his panel board you made or had a part in making. To him it reflects your image and guides him on. The trigger of the machine gun which separates your gunner from death may well be the one you tool. A shovel full of the ore you mine may be contained in the plane's metal armor which protects his life. He, the soldier of the sky, and his brothers in the ground forces and on the sea make up one part of our great fighting team. You men and women throughout the factories make up the other. Together we make the greatest working and fighting force the world has ever known. For every man or woman who gave his or her life at Pearl Harbor, at Bataan, at Corregidor, at Midway, and all other fronts, the enemy will pay a thousandfold. We are all pledged to do this, but today at this shrine we repeat the revered and immortal words of Abraham Lincoln. It is rather for us here to be dedicated to the great task remaining before us, that from these honored dead we take increased devotion to that cause for which they here gave the last full measure of devotion, that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain, that the nation shall under God have a new birth of freedom, and that the government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from the earth. Not all of you soldiers in the production line are hearing my voice through a loudspeaker. Some of you are standing here by my side under Miss Liberty's torch. Every leak in our great production chain is represented here this morning. 
And I'd like the, you to hear the voices, the earnest voices that are singing the terrible chant of inescapable doom to our enemies. First of all, this man right here. What is your name, sir? My name is Jimmy Gang. I am a CIO miner. We'll get that stuff out of the ground. And you, sir? Val Hill, a plant manager. We'll provide the machines and facilities for the workers who handle that raw stuff. And your name, sir? I am Frank Nickow, an AFL machinist. We'll turn out the tools. And you, miss? My name is Alice Woodhouse. I am an AFL worker. I operate the machines that turn that raw stuff into planes and shells and bombs and tanks. And you? I'm Slim Houston, merchant marine sailor. Maritime Union, CIO. We'll deliver the goods. I know you will. And here's the Navy lieutenant. Yes, Colonel. And, Sailor, we'll convoy you over there. And now the last man. Your name, sir? I am Colonel Howard Norris, sir, of the Army Air Forces. After the sailors get the stuff there, we'll dump it where it does the most good. You're blame right. And these are the voices that are going to win through to victory. Thank you, soldiers of production, Army. It is you who will drown the hated axes beneath the tidal wave of guns and planes and tanks and shells. You have the greater duty and the greater responsibility. America knows you will not fail. Statue of Liberty, through WOR Shortwave Facilities, WBAM, WOR Special Features Division, and the Mutual Network have broadcast a Liberty Production Rally to hundreds of thousands of American soldiers of the production line. They have listened while at work at their benches and machines. During the ceremonies, Colonel Roy M. Jones of the Army Air Forces expressed the gratitude of American fighting forces for the work to win toil on the production line. This is Harry Carlson speaking. Broadcasting system.